has kindly uh, prayed for me, so if you would uh, turn to Matthew chapter 6, and uh, we'll take up our reading. I think we'll read the the whole of the Lord's Prayer, Uh, so let me start at verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Well, if we were just to read verse 11 on its own, that's our our verse for tonight, uh, we could get confused a little bit about what God is like. We might think that Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray, give us today our daily bread because God doesn't know what they need. I mean, this is a request, isn't it? Give us today our daily bread. It's as if we have to tell God that we need bread to live. You might say, what kind of God is that? I mean, I thought God was supposed to be all-knowing. Well, thankfully, there are some verses either side of the Lord's Prayer which stop us from making this mistake. Look at verse 8 with me. Jesus says that God, our Heavenly Father, knows what we need. But get this, it's before we ask Him. And flip over to verse 31. It's the same message. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So twice, either side of the Lord's Prayer, either side of our verse, Jesus makes this point to his closest followers. Your Father knows what you need. And so this raises the question, doesn't it? If God, our heavenly Father knows exactly what our need, what, what we need, before we ask him, why ask? Why pray, give us today our daily bread? Well, that is the question that I want to answer tonight in these short moments that we have. And I hope that as we, as we understand more about what this verse means, that it will fuel our prayers later on. So I want to present two reasons why we should pray verse 11. And the first one is this. Praying verse 11 shows our daily dependence on God. It shows our daily dependence on God. You see, verse 11 affirms that as God's children, believers are completely dependent on their heavenly Father. Verse 11 doesn't inform God of our needs. It affirms us of our need of God. I think if we look closely at our lives, we have to admit that we really don't like the idea of being dependent on anyone, do we? We like to be independent and self-sufficient. We think we're really the ones who provide for ourselves and our families. I think this is particularly true of of most of uh, the Western world. We, We really don't want for a lot in comparison to the rest of the world. And this brings an overinflated idea of independence and self-worth. And we forget that our very breath, our very life, 
is a gift from God. We can often go through life able to work and able to pay for things, believing that we depend on no one but ourselves. Sometimes, though, God humbles us uh, in a a way that teaches us how dependent we really are on him. It might be illness, it might be unemployment, or it might be some other unexpected way which just floors our self-sufficient pride. I've seen this uh, in my own life. Uh, Back in 2005, it seemed that everything that my family had was stripped away from us. Uh, Everything that might have given us a sense of self-sufficiency, even our home was taken away from us, and we were homeless staying with different people for for five months, sometimes not even living together. And this was a a really difficult time. It was a humbling time. But ultimately, it was a time that taught me that God could be depended upon. And in Scripture, we see God teach people the same lesson, don't we? In Exodus chapter 16, the Israelites, God's special people, are moaning because they've got nothing to eat. And it's only 12 months since God had, sorry, two months since God has rescued them from slavery in Egypt. And God hears their grumbling and he provides for them. He says in Exodus chapter 16, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they follow my instructions. Do you see God's amazing power at work? He provides manna, this bread, and he rains it down from heaven. God has all of creation at his disposal to provide for his people. And if you're a Christian here this evening, that is is the same heavenly father that you have. He can be completely depended upon. This story in Exodus also shows people's complete inability to provide for themselves. The people were specifically told to go out each day and gather enough for that day. But some of them paid absolutely no attention to what God said. They stored up bread for the next day, and we learn that it became full of maggots and began to stink. And God goes on to say to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? You see, God wanted them to depend on him each day and not to store up things for themselves. He explains this in Deuteronomy chapter 8 where we read he gave you manna to eat in the desert to humble and to test you so that in the end in the end it might go well with you you may say to yourself my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me but remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your forefathers as it is today and that's the same challenge to us isn't it we think my power and my strength of my hands have produced this wealth. But we need to remember, in both the tough times and the good times, that it is our heavenly Father, the great provider, that we depend on. And as we come to pray later, let's remember this need for humility to depend on God every day. Let's pray that God would constantly remind us that he gives us life and breath and abilities and resources and all the things that we have in our life. Verse 11 doesn't inform God of our needs. It affirms our need of God. And briefly, the second thing that verse 11 teaches us is to pray only for the the everyday essentials. 
to pray only for the everyday essentials. Now, the commentators seem to be in agreement that daily bread means more than the humble loaf. Okay, there's no expectation here that every mealtime you're to have bruschetta followed by a toasty and then bread and butter pudding. Okay, that is not the application of this verse. Daily bread means our physical, our daily physical needs, these daily necessities that we all have. And what this verse does is it constrains our praying to those everyday essentials rather than those desirable luxuries. It's not about praying for our needs. It's about, sorry, it is about praying for our needs. It's not about praying for our wants. And when we think about it, this is, this is so much more than we deserve. Because of Adam's fall and because of our sin, we don't deserve any of the blessings in life. In fact, we should be denied them by God. And yet because of Jesus Christ's death for our sin, we're not only forgiven and adopted into his family and able to call God our heavenly father, he also gives us the everyday essentials for our life. And the fact that Jesus teaches us to pray like this is just another evidence of his amazing grace in our lives. And when we grasp this, that the God of creation is our heavenly father, and that we don't deserve any of these everyday essentials that he so lovingly provides, it totally changes our attitude to the things that we have. As we pray verse 11 and really mean it, it allows us to hold much more lightly to the things that we have. When we have our daily bread, we ask God to use the rest for his glory and accomplish his purposes. We say, Lord, you've given me my daily bread. Take the rest. I don't need it. I don't depend on these things. I depend on you. Take my money. Take my resources. Take all I have and use it to advance your kingdom. It's also interesting to note the wording of verse 11 is, is, is corporate, isn't it? Give us today our daily bread. As we read about the spread of the gospel in the book of Acts, it's clear that the early believers really understood this. Uh, Acts chapter 4, uh, verses 32 to 34 say this. Acts 4, verse 32 to 34. All the believers were in one heart and one mind. And unmind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything that they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them. These early believers were content with their daily bread. And do you see what happened? The gospel spread powerfully. Much grace was on all the believers and there were no needy persons. Can you imagine a church like that? These believers are, are an example of verse 11, not just being prayed, but being lived out corporately amongst a group of believers. And as we spend prayer uh, later on, let's examine our own prayer lives. Let's examine whether we pray for our needs or whether we are more keen to pray for our wants. And let's pray, give us today our daily bread for our, ourselves and our families and our church. Now you know there are many needs in our church at the minute. We marvel uh, at the many answers to prayer that God has already provided. But after uh, Wednesday night's uh, vote, we, we really need to, sp- to pray quite specifically for some needs in our congregation. Let's pray that we would take this verse seriously and give that 1.55 million that we need to go forward. And let's pray that God would provide a buyer 
for this building and for the garages and for the offices. So, praying verse 11 shows our daily dependence on God and it teaches us to pray for those everyday essentials rather than the desirable luxuries. May God grant us the humility to depend on him daily and help kill that self-inflated idea that we are not dependent on him. And as God provides our everyday essentials, may he give us the contentment in our hearts and a desire to use all that he has given us to advance his work.